and welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast with the science and the screaming to determine the best movie for any given year. This year, of course, we are doing 1991, but we've been keeping such a feverish pace that we needed to slow it down a little bit and take a little time to take, I guess, like a broader look at 1991. What's going on in 1991? What's the cultural temperature? And what better way to do that than to make a mixtape of all the popular jams of 1991. Strawberry. But. Apricot. berry. As we know, uh-huh. you never want to make a mixtape on your own. You always want to bring in your two best friends. And in my case, that is Mike and Ryan. See, is this why my seduction via mixtape in high school never worked? Because I would do it alone? Instead yeah. of trying to bring my friends to be like, here's the songs people actually like. Where, I, where was your podcast about that mixtape? I think if we had jointly courted more women, we probably would have done better. Oh my God, the three of our heads in a trench coat. Right? And it's just like, hey, listen, I know none of us is much to look at on our own, but imagine you get three boyfriends, <laughs> right? That's a tremendous deal. That is such a value. And I think that we were all roughly capable of being one third of the man that a girl needs back then. Yeah. yeah. As long as I would have could be the above the waist third, right? <laughs> I don't think I was ready for this sort of thing in 1991, gentlemen. And Mike was all butt. I do want to ask you before we get still am before we get into our cheeky little commentary. What did <laughs> what like what did music mean to you in '91? Did it mean much of anything? Were you into it, Ryan? How about you, Greg? In uh, when we started this crazy '91 season that has really changed all of our lives. Yeah, nothing's and the same. All of our lives of the people that we know. Yeah, and all of the lives of the people that we know that they know. Yeah, I meant to say my wife said she's definitely not coming back, but continue. Um, you said something of how about how like we think the ni- that 1991 was part of the '90s. Yeah, and it's not. It yeah. is the late '80s, and that is clear in film, and I think that's clear in music. Mm-hmm. Um. There are some songs that are going to be on here that are going to feel like the 90s. But I think for the most part, this is just a late 80s mixtape. This is basically 1980-12. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, how about you? I mean, I know you were just a real youngling. At Yeah. At the time, I was, you know, real into Disney music and that's it. Yeah. And uh, though I think I was trying to take guitar lessons. And I remember he wanted to teach me Mary Had a Little Lamb. And I wanted to learn all the songs from the Big Chill soundtrack. And he said, <laughs> No. Because all I was listening to at the time was my cassette of The Big Chill. That's a lot of good music, though, right? And that's all boomer music, right? It's all boomer music, and none of it is eligible for this (laughs) mixtape. It's interesting because I I think, for me personally, most of my actual contact with this 91 music, I tried to remember how I felt. I was in, like, fifth grade. So I tried to remember what was important to me musically in fifth grade, but music was just something that kind of happened around me. I hadn't really Uh latched onto it yet. But as I looked through the songs, I saw a lot of the music that played at like middle school dances for me came from 91, maybe high school lunch periods. A lot of the music (laughs) comes from 91. So I definitely feel like more at home with this than like when we did 75. It was absolutely or just a guess. Yeah, it was a guess or even 99 when it should have been the prime of my music. I was just like, oh, can we pick 91 songs? Or 94 <laughs> songs. You know, like even 99 was outside of my wi- uh, window. So what we are going to do with the plan here is we are all going to add songs onto this mixtape. We're going to move things around, basically. We might get a different order at the end than we have initially, except 
for two of the picks. Two of the picks are locked in. And the first one, pick number one, is going to be locked in permanently by our main man, Ryan, when we come back after this. When we make this mixtape, we lock in two of the picks. And the first one, this is going to definitely be the first song on the playlist. Ryan, I'm going to throw to you. How are we opening this thing? Greg, it's hard for me because as you know or you don't, I don't care. Uh, Me first in the Gimme Gimme did not have an album in 1991. Thank goodness. What? And uh, you you guys know by reputation, I'm the weird one who likes the weird music that's way better than your guys' style of music. But I do think that sort of going against the whole, this is 1982, I do think that there is only one song that can start this album off. Yeah. Is it hacking? It sure. Is it still great? Definitely. For this particular year, this particular song, you can, I don't think you can try to get cute with it. I, I mean, this is the song that, as everybody says, it made hair metal bands kill themselves. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's interesting because in 91, you have like the end of Guns N' Roses as a real thing, the end of Metallica as a real thing. Like you see all these things sort of like dry up and it's Nirvana that sops all that up. It just, just murdered them all. And this like... Nirvana has become almost a punchline, but like the last time you went back and actually listened to them in general, but this album rips. It's so fucking good. Do you guys still enjoy listening to this song? You know, yeah. for the 91 songs, I really tried to listen to them all with like new ears. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this one is the one of the easiest ones to do that with because I think it still does have like a, a fresh smell. It still spanks, as the kids say. It, it, it still, still spanks. spanks. Still spank a and- I, I like I pro- I think I was thinking in bloom or poly just because I'm that asshole right and I think this is the right choice from this album because it defines all of it but in bloom is definitely my favorite song from the album but I, I just thought it, once I was uh, once Greg gave me the honor of opening the album mm-hmm. I just thought there was no choice with the mixtape I find myself often gravitating more towards what was on the charts than what was in my heart <laughs> because it's really hard like for instance uh metallica's black album came out right and so like the, the, there's the real strong desire to pick you know one of the better songs off the black album but it's really hard when and i spoiler alert have the second pick here get to pick enter sandman by metallica and this is very much the same thing where it's like this is so basic but at the same time... It's the beginning of the album, dude. Yeah. And this, back then, we didn't know what a fucking dickhead Lars was. No, we had no idea. Oh, and here he is. Obviously not a good person, but that's a great drum line. And you can hear with every drum beat, don't steal this, don't steal this, don't steal this. <laughs> Pay, 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 pay. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, the reason uh, I like this song, it's not like a big Metallica head, but the reason I like this song is because it's Enter Anyone. Like anybody who's entering anything. Yeah. You yeah. This song, and you are, you're fucking entering. Like if you're a baseball player or like somebody in the bullpen, this is what you enter the field to. Oh, yeah. You're going to rock the shit out of some hitters. And especially. Could go, Mike. Contractually obligated. Uh, every time Adam Sandler enters a set, this plays very loudly. <laughs> Here comes the Sandman. 
It. I think it does shred music out. Like musically, there's never been anything wrong with Metallica. Um, it's maybe a little trite, maybe a little played out. But as I looked at the other songs on the Black album that came out in '91, it's their most sell-out-ish album of all time. And so all the songs are played out. You're not going to find mm-hmm. one that's less played out than this. But it to me, it is what like '91 really sounded like. Mike, I'm, you are up with the third pick. What do you think of that? I, I love it. Uh, I'm going to try to stay with this like beefy, strong, white dude intro vibe. Oh, we're making a white dude stew right now. Dude. Um, I'm not going to be like, well, I'll put it down a track that you guys just pushed to number eight, right? Uh, but I don't have anything that, that, that like fucks as hard as Grohl or Lars on drums. But in the same universe, not, not weird to be on the same bill, but definitely uh, I, I'm sorry that I'm a weirdo. Uh, as a kid, w- always wanted a race car bed. So when <laughs> I heard there was a song about Jerry, who was a race car driver, uh, you knew you knew I would love that song as a kid. And you know what? Listening back as an adult, the song's still fucking awesome and weird. It is weird. Primus is the kind of band where one song will do you for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Salisbury steak of bands. But you enjoyed it, but you only need that one. Yeah. I don't not, know if I ever enjoyed it. Not in no. 1991, but when I first, my first like adult concert, because I did see the Ninja Turtles play uh, this same year in 1991. Uh, Where's the Ninja Turtles on the mixtape then? Oh, just you wait, my friend. Where, yeah, maybe. Coming up. Um, Primus was on the Family Values Tour. I went for like... System of Down and Limp Biscuit, but Primus was there, and I went, "Oh, music can be weird and not as douchey. <laughs> Instead of being a dickhead, you could be weirdo." And I, I liked that. I have to say, like, I love Les Claypool. Right? I think when you say, I don't think there's anyone who says they love Primus and they mean they love anything other than just Les Claypool. Right? Yeah, like, he's very talented. The he, rest is fine. Uh, but I do. He at the same time that he shows you how hard the bass can shred, I feel like he shows you why a lot of times it just shouldn't. but if you were to calm that down big guy that song might be a little bit more listenable too (laughs) and that comes out again not in 91 probably in 2006 Oysterhead it's Les Claypool it's Stuart Copeland and it's Trey Anastasio it's weird three big egos and making weird awesome cool music but I love Jerry as a race car driver I think it's a lot of fun and again I just think it's like you just gotta be like okay that was the primus track and then you move on which is why it's good that our rules are you can only have one song. Oh, wait, so I can't Otherwise do any more Primus? Primus? No, Ryan. I'm sorry. You can't do any more Primus. This is fucking... You're going to have to pick one of Les Claypool's other projects, of which I think he's like a part of 10 or 15 different bands. So I'm sure he was it associated with Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Everyone was in Mr. Bungle. It's the Traveling Wilburys of the... Early 90s. 1991. <laughs> is, is this Serpentine? It I, is not. It is not. Okay, so now we're going to go back... To the top with with Ryan. Ryan, what is going to be? Well, I I almost said our fourth track. What is going to be the next? Track oh, it's going to be the where? fourth track because we are. I actually like how hard we get when we yeah. sit with continue, each other. Continue, continue, <laughs> roll through. Uh, we're also equally funny, and then <laughs> uh, how Mike developed some bass, and then I don't I don't want to split this album in half. But here's the fourth track as it stands right now. Talking about high s- middle school dances. We're going to have two different sections. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. 
And as a kid who grew up uh, around a lot of musicians, I love Tribe because uh, that's how I would listen to jazz. Uh-huh. I could <laughs> I could declare that like I was listening to jazz because of Tribe. I have to say, ninety one is the year of rap figuring it really starting to figure it out. And like just do stuff. Just, yeah. Yeah, just do like try some stuff and just like work. Everybody work on some flows. The uh-huh. flows start getting really good right around ninety one. They're still you know a little bit like eighties rap. Yeah, but it's getting it's getting it's getting a little bit better in ninety one, and it's because of bands like a tribe called Quest. but when when if, if you play a tribe called quest for kids today i think that more than any other group from this era they will find a groove to get into it might not be the oh, bass sure. or it might not be the vocals but it will they will find something in something. the song my it, it, fa- my favorite thing right now that i don't actually watch but i have seen lots of stills from is that the modern youths will record themselves listening to like music from oh, the yeah. 90s. And what? It's, it's the first time they've ever heard it, and they have the most bombastic reactions <laughs> to it. And I think this would be the perfect example of one where they would just be like absolutely on top of the table jumping I've never heard it this. And, and going from, yeah, if you've never heard it and you're, I guess, a youth of today, going from Q-Tip to Fife. And this is, the first album's awesome, but low-end theory is when Fife stops being and this and that, it hit uh-huh. the hop, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna start being my own guy." When rap found its way out of that, that was like one of the great moments in American history. <laughs> it's also the point where Five can stops talking about how short he is. He yeah. does it a lot on this album, <laughs> but previous albums, man, the guy will not shut up about the fact that he's five foot two. Or it's so three. hard whenever you have something very distinctive about yourself that's kind of negative. It's so hard not to <laughs> always talk about it. Like, and by the way, everybody, I understand I'm very tiny. And, I mean, diabetes didn't rhyme with that much, so he had to go with short. <laughs> Jesus, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, not not the place. All right, so it <laughs> is back to me, and I kind of like, we're starting to start, we're, I feel like we're maybe carving out a second part of this album, and I also don't want it to be, like, segregated, too, too middle school dancey, I was going to say. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with a song that what, came out in 1990. Um, but was top of the charts in 91. And I think it's very important to this group in particular. And I think really meshes with that scenario. And so I'm going to put it right after scenario. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right? Based on the song Crumbelievable. <laughs> this is, I swear to God, this is a real story. I'll tell the story after we listen to this. There are albums that I'm listening to for for our for our our 2021 shows coming up. There are albums that I'm listening to that I seriously think take this song as like a little bit of like a model. There's a speaking of models, I think there's this whole genre of uh, early 90s music that's like. We're going to put you in the head of a runway model. <laughs> and now you can walk just like them. Oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> and I swear to God, this song came on at the grocery store because I'm of the age where the music of your youth comes on at the grocery store. Yeah. And I turned every corner 
every aisle in a different way. I was just <laughs> I, like this song was on. I was like, I am unbelievable. You thought oh! you thought you were one of the models, Inc. I was. <laughs> you felt fancy like one of the models, Inc. This and the, is the perfect. This has the, to be here. The the pause in between, like the 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 big orchestra hit, and then your um gives you a split yes. second to think of what your pose will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, hit it. You want to make sure that you hit it right there. But yeah, so much energy. Again, this is one of the ones like I was trying to listen to with fresh ears. And when I did, I was like, okay, this is a very impressive effort. There's a lot going on here. Also, classic Greg, so much positivity. Yes. You are unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> you know what, listener? You are fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Do you hear me? You idiot. All sorry. right. I'm so sorry about calling you an idiot. So, Mike, we have very weirdly just gone in order here. Yeah. Which is not to put any sort of pressure on you, but that like I don't think it's ever gone five songs deep where they just like lay out in order. It'll be interesting to see if this block that rocks can stand the test of time. Mike, th- where are you going to put that sixth pick? I think it's going to have to be at number six. I don't want to fucks with the energy. It, it It's working well. And uh, I want to do, do this dancey thing fun. Continued. Put that in order. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listeners, uh, allergies are slowly eating my brain today. Pod libs. I'm going to. I'm from Philly. People know that, right? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> and I have to represent. In 1991, Motown Philly. Yes, was coming back again. Yo, fellas, y'all ready to do this? I watched this video today. They're dancing so hard in this. I. As a young kid, I thought this Philly, well, this is what Philly was, and not batteries being thrown at your head. Yeah, this was the good part of Philly. I mean, Philly's not just one thing. No. No. How often do you think they lamented the fact that they called their band Boys to Men? Oh, yeah. often. Probably a year after they made it big. And they're like, but we're men. Shit. <laughs> now we're just men. Now, like, let's just be men. It's uh, weird that we're talking about boys at all. Greg, <laughs> if you look at this cover of the album, yes. it's uh, four gentlemen in big baseball sports hats and then white tuxedos. What is more 90s than that? I don't know. But also, none of these are Philly hats, right? I feel like that guy's wearing a St. Louis yeah, hat. That's St. Louis. That's a Sixers hat, which well, I mean the Philadelphia Sixers. But. I think that if you're from Philly, your only goal in life is to hide the fact that you're from Philly. Yeah. I didn't tell you guys true. for the first few years. Yeah, when you came out to us, it was very impactful. It changed my perspective on things. Yeah. What, I have to hold myself back from every time I'm thirsty. Guys, do you have any water? <laughs> I, what? I don't know what you're saying. I don't know the words, the English words. Don't make me get a battery. Just give me a glass of water. <laughs> I think it's beautiful that you've overcome being from Philadelphia. Thank you. I've learned. I went to. I had to go to elocution school. I went to Cotillion to learn human manners. <laughs> human manners. That part of it is immersion therapy, where they let Santa walk by and you pass if you <laughs> don't whip a D battery at his head. Provided nobody boos at Santa, there will be lunch today. Of course, it's having cheesesteaks with or without. We didn't eat for two weeks. All right. So the next. That's very sad, but I am going to move on. <laughs> yeah, we we do have other shit to do, Mike. Um, you Philly so bitch. It's back to you, correct, Ryan? Uh, yes, it is. 
It's just a simple three-person order, like that. Yeah, not I don't be. know why this is so. I don't know. I there's a lot. Go- there's a it's lot like on my Caitlin mind. Caitlin from right the Unnatural Twenties. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we don't have Caitlin on the show. We almost always do. And I was thinking, she's the only person we have on the show who ruins the show, and by doing that, makes it better. I know we have a lot yeah. to come, like come up with up because she's not here. Yeah, like I mean, like the show might go off without a hitch because she's not here, but it's definitely going to be worse because she's not here. Yeah. So unusual. She's like, uh, like she's the she's the kind of Muppet that Kermit hates because he has the Muppet Show to put on, but he's always mm. glad that she was there. Would you say that she's unbelievable? No, I she's crumbelievable so. for sure. She's covered in crumbs. Yeah, she's probably our crummiest friend. Every friend you have is either unbelievable or crumbelievable. <laughs> look to the left. Look to the right. If you don't see them, what does that make <laughs> if you? You don't know the dude that's Lonely. crumbelievable. <laughs> You're crumbelievable. Mike, I'm going to go after Enter Sandman. No. Oh? Yeah, I'm going to go af- after Enter Sandman. All right. No. You, can you guys... I don't know if this is a good idea. I'm going to go after Enter Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> he thought about it. Hold on, little girl. Show me what he's done to you. Stand up, little girl A broken heart can't be that bad When it's through, it's through Fake with twist of both of you So come on, baby, come on over Let me be the one to show you So if you don't know this song Because I honestly have no idea how big this song is If you don't know this song And you are somebody who uh, is often drunk in Ubers with your friends, learn this song. Yeah. Because th- this is, this song was written for people to scream while they're drunk in Ubers. And when you're, like, at first, the Uber driver is going to be like, ugh, wow, this, this is a little annoying. But wait, they're harmonizing. Yeah. <laughs> but by the middle, yeah. they're definitely, like, one over. Singing with you. And by the end, <laughs> they're singing with you. It's, it's so true. And then you're just recounting how Mr. Big, before he dated and maybe married Carrie Bradshaw, he wrote a little song called To Be With You. <laughs> and it goes a little something <laughs> like this. <laughs> Well, yeah, man, I had to make sure that song was on. Th- this is one of those songs where it's like, if you're in a certain group of friends, I don't know, our group of friends, you think it's a massive song, but then when a new person joins your group of friends and somebody goes, we got to karaoke this, and you see a blank stare, you go, oh, this might not be that big of a song at all. I think this is a big song if you were like, if you grew up actually in the 91 to 95 area because this is like this is like a slow dance yeah song at at middle school dance i also think this is one of the songs that could this this is a big hair song that could fight against nirvana because it was so counter programming you know like we're not doing that cod piece and look how mainly we are by doing rock and roll songs we're just we'll just do this ballot on the side while Nirvana takes over. At this point, hair metal made a real grasp for moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it worked. Like, there was like several bands that my mom was into. It was like, if we can't be anything else, we'll be mom rock. And like, they, they went for it. You have to appreciate that. Okay, let's see. You have changed a little bit the complexion of the beginning here. To have that be in between Enter Sandman and Jerry was a race car driver. Was that weird? Was that bad? I, I I was thinking about putting it in between scenario and unbelievable. I think it's weird, but I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if it's bad. Yeah, and you know, it, it's in there now, and now it's like we have to figure out how to build around it. Yeah, because you guys could put ten songs before it or after it. The problem uh-huh. is, I think Enter Sandman and Jerry was a race car driver made such a tight little block that anything was going to sound a little weird in there, and so uh, I think you addressed the issue. I'm so sick of 
Greg and his phrase of tight little block. The way that he just says a, it. Ooh, yeah. God, that's a I don't think I should say tight, tight little block. Yeah. Little anything. There's certain words that should not go together. Yeah. So, Unlike bands. That's definitely one of them. All right. I have the next pick, but I think I need to think about it a little bit. And so we are going to go on a break right now. When we come back, I'll make my pick. We are back, and I love the way our playlist is coming together. Right now, it smells like Teen Spirit going into Enter Sandman, then To Be With You, then Jerry Was a Race Car Driver, then Scenario, then Unbelievable, and then Motown Philly. Back again. Back again. And I'm going to slip right into that spot because for me 91 was people yelling out these three letters over and over again because i think fifth graders really thought it was funny to yell opp yeah you know me but again this is like i feel like rap really finding itself and just like make a step up from the kind of like 80s hip-hop and rap we got Drop a load on him. Yeah. I'm guessing the way this song is sampled would just get them sued aggressively. Oh, yeah. At this point. Because what are there? We just heard seven songs? Yeah. Seriously. It's like a... It's a did, knit together so many songs and that's what's so weird to me music is having an odd moment right now do people not realize that all songs are just copies of like other songs yeah. kind of put together i when uh, olivia rodrigo came uh-huh. out with her music people are like your songs sound like other songs bro she's 17 and music sounds like music <laughs> yeah like get, that's what we do it's how you do it she released uh, one of the best pop albums of the last five years shut up and doesn't enjoy that kind it. of sound like elvis costello <laughs> yeah elvis costello's a fucking genius come on idiot <laughs> Go listen to Paramore now. Yeah. yeah. Now you've learned about Paramore. Like, that's that's how we do it. Uh, OPP by Naughty by Nature was big for me in the same way that uh, Slam by Onyx was in that I feel like gangster rap was just becoming mainstream and adults were like, you know what? We don't care. Whatever. <laughs> like, this, whatever, th- this is going to happen. It's fine. And so we were sort of out of the super angry mainstream rap of like nwa mm-hmm. and then these guys were angry they were angry they had things to be angry about but this was more top 40 than it had ever been before yeah and this particular song does not have a ton of anger it's just like you know what if someone's in a relationship for whatever reason i want to go have sex with that person that's in a relationship that's what this song's about I oh get yeah it. yeah it, it, it's about how like sometimes it's just kind of more fun to have sex with somebody because dating somebody else. well yeah is that is that second p does it stand for pussy or property and i think it doesn't matter if you listen to the song. first it stands for <laughs> pussy and then it stands for penis and then at one point he's like i'm gonna say property you guys know what this other p stands for though, <laughs> right i don't want you to listen to the whole song and be totally in the dark about what i'm talking about <laughs> and i just if you look at these names like in 19 in the mid 80s we had nwa right and with attitude and then when we get to 91, it's naughty by nature. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a step down from the tough level. They're yeah. naughty by nature. It's not because they hate you. <laughs> it's, and it's not our parents weren't bad. Like It's not naughty by nurture. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, he was born wrong. He's <laughs> born under a bad sign. So that is my turn. And then next, I believe, is Mike. 
Yes, I'm going to... To be with you still feels so weird. So in between to be with you and Jerry was a race car driver, I'm going to put... And I think I heard of these guys because they guessed it on Sesame Street. I can remember almost saying, Next up, the Spin Doctors. Here's two (laughs) princes. Oh, I love your DJ voice. I'm a little (laughs) slow on the iPad, but... And I'll keep ramping it up then. Yeah. Guys, can we talk for a second? Sure. Anytime, big guy. This is a famous one-hit wonder. It's almost... It's a 90s joke, right? Yeah. Yes. Is it a good song? Does it slap? Does it hold up? I was just realizing I've never listened to any of the words. (laughs) What does that mean? There are two princes here. Is this about like what we were talking about earlier? It's reality bites the song, right? Yeah, like... What if you had two boyfriends? Well, do you are you going to go for Ben Stiller or me, Ethan Hawke, the poor borderline well, homeless guy? I think that there's two princes inside of all of us, and which one do you <laughs> feed? <laughs> Ethan Hawke sounds like the one you would have to feed, otherwise he's going to starve. But yeah, I, he, also, homeless. Ethan Hawke or Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller, right? <laughs> ben Stiller. Well, now we know Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller could do First Reformed, but Ethan Hawke could not do Zoolander, okay? That is facts. I think that much is clear. I disagree. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, actually. I want to see Linklater direct <laughs> Hawk and Zoolander. And I want to see First Reform- Meet the First Reformed. It's the third in the series, and he's all his nebbishly Ben Stiller. Like, uh, 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 uh. All right. It's like could not have made this playlist without that song though, right? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I don't think it's a good song. Like some of these songs listening to them over again, I'm like, okay, you've heard them so much that you have you you've memefied them to yourself and so you don't listen to them anymore. But now that you are listening to them, they sound good. But that one, no. That sounds like you, <laughs> like your your buddy invites you over to listen to his band practice in his garage. Honestly, having we've all lived through that a lot. I wish half my buddies <laughs> had songs as good as Two Princes. Yeah, that's probably true. true. Friends make bad music, guys. Ryan, we're back to you. This is okay. So I think I'm going to go in between scenario and unbelievable. Okay. Um, and I think, guys, one of the most important bands of my life is one of the. It has the same name as one of the most important TV shows of my life. And here it is. Everybody loves Raymond, the band. Now, just imagine Lil Ryan, as I know you all do, mm-hmm. um, listening to that music and watching Spike Lee movies and then also watching Martin Living Single and thinking that he really has a firm grasp on <laughs> an entire culture and knows what's going on. But 
uh, this album was super important to me. Is this there, is Arrested Development. Is there a, a little home video of little Ryan singing, you know, I'm black and proud? <laughs> I, I bet there is, honestly. <laughs> I feel like for 91, this is like a, a song reckoning with race in a way that's way, way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And like the, the complicated nature of being like, I, I I like this place, but it has a deeply troubled... Isn't it kind of... Yeah. That like a, that these are the same trees that they they lynched my forefathers uh-huh. from. Uh-huh. Um, and like... It, I, don't, I hesitate to use the poetic word, but so much of the music that was popular here was not dabbling in complex ideas. No, I know? don't... Th- like, that wasn't a part of pop culture at this time. Like, I think it is now, you know? But because pop culture is maybe more expansive than or it used if, to be. Uh, maybe it's not, like, overwhelmingly, but if you want it, you can find it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. there, and with social media, maybe it can be reinforced because you can find the fans of your thing or whatever. But, like, in 91, we were not doing deep, penetrative looks at, like, the soul of America in pop culture. But that's what this is. Like, that's a both, because like, this is a wildly popular song, and it's got a great sound. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is that it fucking rocks. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many different sounds, I think, coming in here. And I think with a lot of these songs, like this and uh, with Scenario, uh, so many uh, influences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Ryan, I have to ask, how hard was it for you to not choose the Newfound Glory cover of the song, where they did not change most of the words? Uh, <laughs> not that hard. I mean, when we when we do the year that that cover came out, then I will also put that on. Nice. All right. So the pick is to me. We've got this down with OPP just sort of hanging out there. So we got the energy coming out at the end of it, and I don't. You can pick it again. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I don't know if I don't know where we stand with this gentleman, Uh-oh. but <laughs> it was very hard. To, it's, it's hard to escape this song 90, in 91. I'm already typing it in. Wait, can we see if I'm right? What song do you think it is? Because Mike... It, no, it's not good. It was... Mine is Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and oh. the, the Funky Bunch. I just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel it, baby? You feel it, baby? Apparently, Mark Wahlberg doesn't like if you refer to him as Marky Mark. Hey, but I I don't go by that anymore. I've never been able to think of him as anything different. But like, I feel like we should be done with Marky Mark, and so it I'm is, a little it's weird torn. that uh, he made his career in such a way where no, 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 the rap star beat the shit out of an old man. Yeah, the actor is a different person. Right, and you guys will all come buy tickets to my movies, and you just won't call me Marky Mark anymore, and you won't think about how that happened. And it's just like I was like an underwear model. And I would beat the shit in race out of people in racist ways. You know, and he and I, I think he would be the first to say in his defense, he's from Boston, right? <laughs> but still, I think that's even not, that's even in '91, that's not a good excuse. I fucking went to fucking Dunkin' Donuts and I fucking beat the shit out of fucking old men that look different than me. But ironically, <laughs> his song "Good Vibrations," <laughs> which is like, <laughs> what a weird pairing Feeling. of hate crime and name for a song. Uh, was inescapable in 91, and I, I feel like remains inescapable now. Well, now it does, because th- it's on this mixtape. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> Mike, we can't boot this off. We just have no. to deal with this now. So that, And it's right near the end, too. So deal with that as well. Okay, Ryan, it's back to you. We no, each have one... Oh, I think I'm it's sorry. my turn. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Is it to you, and then we each have one pick after yeah. that? Or is this... Yes, okay. 
I, w- I would love to go again. I do believe it's my turn. Uh, <laughs> I'm consulting the order here. No, I feel like uh, we tried to do yes and on this show. Uh, and Mike should have just yes anded that into my pick. Yeah, I should. It's cool Mike that does, I get less songs. That's fine. That's totally instead of cool yes and Mike does. Um, I believe. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay, Professor Umbridge, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna go. You know what? Let's keep fucking up the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. In between Smells Like Teen Spirit and Enter Sandman, another little band that was starting to make some waves in 91 but wouldn't hit the charts for a few years. But they had a great song that if it can't be the first song, titling, welcoming anybody to the paradise that is this mixtape. The first version came out on Kerplunk, their second album of that year. It's Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. Trey had just joined the band. I'm just waiting for it to come up and start playing. So, oh, are you? Are you? <laughs> I am. Is that hard? Oh, look! It's the song. A couple of things I love about this one particular song. One, uh, it's on every Green Day album. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know they love it because it, this is the fourth time it premiered on an album. And two, we had said earlier that this was the late 80s and not the 90s. And mm-hmm. our three white asses have made this album so fucking 90s. We did it, guys. <laughs> this album, this mixtape is 90s as shit. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Good choice, Mike. All right, so now it's back to you, Ryan. And Ryan, this is your last pick. Okay, Greg. That's, I mean, that's fucking. I think that I should get a couple more, but you do you, I guess. That's literally just how the rules are. Well, I know, but like, I feel like you could give me two, right? No. Oh, yeah. Greg, just give him two right now. And then you go two, and then I'll get two. Let's instead, everybody, do one, and let's not push me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Damn. Daddy Greg, Uh, check out. I'm going to actually go after Good Vibrations, just sort of like feeling out how I think this album is going to go. And maybe it's time to close it out. Maybe this gets pushed down lower. I don't have the closer, right? Mike officially has the closer. Mike has the closer, yeah. Okay. So we want, I mean, we can build to Mike. You know, we can give Mike something to work with, or we can try to force his hand a little bit. Now, Guns N' Roses in 91. They did a song for a movie called Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which we are obligated to mention on every episode of the 91 season. And every segment of of the shows. But this is November Rain. Yeah. We hadn't had like kind of like operetta, like rock piece in a a while before this. Like, you guys are so dumb. Like, I bet... (laughs) I bet you guys don't like Broadway musicals, right? And they'd all be like, no, they're stupid. But you have this song? Yeah, this song rocks. Fuck you guys. You're Broadway stars. 
Okay, it's just strings for a long time. W- was this yeah. part of getting moms to like hair metal, Greg? Oh yes. Oh yeah, because they would. <laughs> there, yeah, the whole there was like um, the music video for this. You know, '90s obviously music videos were a big thing, right? And part of why this could have such a big intro is like there's the the music video is very long, mm-hmm. and the whole the whole aesthetic is kind of like pre emo. It's like uh, kind of primo. Guns, yeah, primo. Guns N' Roses kind of goes primo here. Very emotional song. A lot of like big, uh, over the top, like dramatic moves in the uh, video. If you haven't seen the video before, Slash cannot take the overwhelming emotions of the wedding and then goes outside to play his guitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> and inside the church, it's this giant, gorgeous church. And when he walks outside of it, it's this tiny shack and he just rocks a guitar solo. And that makes you think. Who, you know? Anybody who thinks that today is better than the 90s is an idiot. Yeah. I mean, today is like where all the garbage from the 90s got like, like we're the toxic waste of the 90s. Yeah. Though, you In know? the 90s, uh, we invented everything that was great and now it's just bullshit. Uh, the 90s, we were like actively as quickly as we could destroying the planet and trying not to think about it. Now we have to think about it. And so we feel bad and the planet's yeah. mostly destroyed already. Well, so there was no guilt or shame in the 90s. Yeah, there like, was. It invented the cartoon Captain Planet, and then we were like, "All right, we're good then." That Are bitch didn't yeah. do anything, yeah. huh? Like, yeah. thanks for nothing, you dick. You, like, you literally, handsome dick. Is pollution down to zero? That's why you came. You came to get pollution. How down dare to he zero. have left before pollution got down to zero? Well, I think that he realized it was never going to be zero. Yeah, dude. And probably always going to be about at 100 out of 100, and I'll, then he bailed. He's like, I'm going to go get Mars pollution down to zero. <laughs> Good luck, <Done>. bitches. <laughs> All right, so this is my last pick, and my last pick is going to be U2's Mysterious Ways. Now, I know it's fun to hate on U2 now, but in 91, we had no idea how bad things were going to get, and they were still offering you their music and not force- forcing their music upon people. Well, and- they were yeah. screaming at us for their attention because this is Achtung Baby, right? Yes. Achtung. Little American woman vibes here, but that's okay. Music is allowed to sound like other music. Provided everybody is male. Either one of you guys ever been big U2 fans? You know what? Like... They've always been on my periphery, but if I had to pick some U2, it would be Achtung, baby, because this album rips. On my short list of songs to put on this was one, mm-hmm. one of the most gorgeous songs I've ever heard, right? Like, that's a romantic song. Uh-huh. And this this is a fucking guitar wailer. U2, I think U2 is cool-ish. I think they're musically very strong. You think they're politically terrible? I just think, you know, they're an old band at this point. Yeah, they're it's old the same, guys. It, it's the same thing with, like, uh, Green Day. Like, Green Day is made to be a bunch of teenagers or 20-somethings playing I, music. It, it, they don't, like, it doesn't last. But honestly, I would rather listen to the last couple of U2 albums than the last couple of Green Day albums. Yeah, I just could I, like, I couldn't even begin to consider either. <laughs> you know? But, like, honestly, like, that's what it feels like. Like, I, like, Greg's I like, I would rather to... listen to nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude, silence I'm, is the bomb. I'm the person who, just so everybody knows, I'm the person at the end of every year who forces the Green Day Foo Fighters albums onto the end of the year list, the Bruce Springsteen albums. You guys are always like, no, it's about this new band that's called 8 at HX4927. Hey, and don't I, say like, my phone number just on the show, dude. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but no, this song fucking rocks. Mike, take us into the very end of the playlist. It's your job to close it down. And 
Enter Sandman probably would have been a great closer since so many closers use it, but that's not available. So what are you going to put there? There are three that I've I was hoping other people do. I guess I I don't I don't know what to do here. Do I do I go with my heart? Do I go with my gut? Do I go with my butt? It's I I I am who go I am. Go with your butt. Go with your butt. I'll go with my butt. Yeah. This is a little thing called Ninja Rap by a little man <laughs> named Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and you have to go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Now, what made you choose this song over the whole Vanilla Ice catalog? Uh, uh, that it, most of it was released in 1990. True. Good point. Because I sang and danced to this the most at home then and now. If my wife is being slow on anything, she gets Mike, go Ninja, shut go the Ninja, fuck go up. at her. Oh, this, this is music. the one we can't yell in front of. It. Okay, Yo, okay. It's the green machine gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? No. Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah. Everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack food gonna rock. I'm just engaged. <laughs> he sounds like he is not paying attention to anything he's doing. Well, I think that's gonna get people fired up to like go out and remember. 91. I think that's a good closer for that reason. Is the, did you. we did we do something that did we make a thing that people are actually going to listen to? Compared to our normal mixtapes? Well, yeah. We yeah. Didn't, we didn't have the unnatural 20s on this episode. There's no Raisin songs on it. I mean, I think we're in pretty good shape. And I think that I think that we developed a character for it and we stuck to it, which is like this is very much Billboard top 40. Like these are the songs on the radio of '91. I I think it's a good, a good selection. I I mean, Vanilla Ice ends the fucking thing. So. Yeah, that's '91, baby. That's you shaking your tuchus as you go out the door. And you know what? I think we did a great job. So let's go through. We'll take. We'll go in the order in which we picked, and we will just read the names of the songs. No re- no crappy renditions. You uh, I'm gonna sing everything. <laughs> All right, so uh, who started us off, Ryan? Yeah. Go. Smells now like teen spirit. And, of course, the next song is Welcome to Paradise. Enter the Sandman. To be with you, Mr. Big now. Two princes. (laughs) Jerry was a race car driver. By Primus. <laughs> Scenario. Not by Primus. <laughs> Tennessee. Crumbelievable. <laughs> Motown Philly. Down with OPP. Good vibrations. November Rations. Mysterious ways. Ninja Rap. That's I, a, that's a fucking set list. I know it was hard to do, but thank you for just doing that straight with me. I think <laughs> yeah, we owe it to the material to just say what the songs are. And so thank you for bearing with me. That's a good playlist. I'm proud of what we did here. People don't people that were born in like 1992 or beyond don't even know that in 91 we all only talked to yeah. the tune of Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was everywhere and you couldn't get it out of your head and if you just gave into it, it was a lot easier. Just let it pass. Don't fight it cuz then you're going to get the migraines. Yeah, you just let I'm it wash over. fight you. it. I'm not fighting it. That's that's what people went through. If 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 this sounds like a fun mixtape to you, listeners, go to the show notes and there will be a link and you can listen there. There oh. will be. Can we do a couple of uh HMs? HMs? I'll allow it, but I'm not the host. Yes, we can. I don't know what those are. 
but I say yes. Okay. Two, two HMs. All right. So my two were, uh, there's no Pearl Jam on here, so I was going to definitely do a live. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 I'm still alive. And then uh, Janet Jackson. No Janet Jackson. No guys. Janet. No Michael, no Janet. And I think that Janet would have been more appropriate, so I can't believe there's no Jacksons here. This is the Rhythm Nation, so that we could have done that one. Love Will Never Do Without You would have been mine. Mm. I, I had a Janet Jackson, but honestly, it was like... That wasn't really me. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't really into Janet Jackson. Just be fronting. Yeah. Uh, I could share my my head would have been American Music by Violent Femmes. I think as a, yeah. as a closer, that would have been fun. And then my heart is Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Wow. I, you, <laughs> so you said no to the Violent Femmes and Brian Adams. So as to include Vanilla Ice as the closer <laughs> yeah. to this mixtape. I guess I was wrong. Don't go with your butt. Yeah. <laughs> your butt your butt is dumb as My shit. My butt stinks. Yeah, your butt stinks. Mike, uh, you've never mic'd more than how much you've mic'd on this mixtape. My near misses would have been uh, Something to Talk About by Bonnie oh, Ray. Bonnie Ray. Uh, and then another one would be, this is a very, very, very Greg pick, but d- I think is less representative of 91. Set Adrift on Memories oh, Bliss PM by PM Dawn. Dawn. Fuck yeah. I by was what? such... By PM Dawn. I don't know what this is. Dude, it's like, what if yoga started popping? Yeah, I I think it's a good song. I know. When I was a kid, I was a, this is so weird, but I was a big PM Dawn fan. I was too. I'd die without you. There's a PM Dawn. Like, these were the jams, Mike. Look this shit up and listen to it. It, it's so and it would but i don't know i didn't know where i would put it and it was less 91 ish i felt for like broad and also for 91 he was our overweight like, yeah, dude, our overweight king yeah, yeah dude like, you know, like he was who we had as overweight kids we didn't get a lot of big guys back <laughs> in 91 we deserved it but we didn't get a lot of big PM guys don rules pm don does rule i can't believe we didn't listen to him should i should we go out on them yeah dude fire it up Thank you for listening to our show. This is our playlist. we got a lot of great movies coming up this season. Uh, Silence of the Lambs is one of them. We already did Adam's Family, but I can remember that that's one of the movies, so we'll say <laughs> that. Uh, we got our Genre Blast show, Saving Franchises. Yeah. And PM okay. Dawn. Kind of a cool name if you think about it. I'm Greg. These are my friends, Ryan and Mike. And together, we're movie of the year. (laughs) We're done with this podcast, but you know what? We're not done with you. We love you. Do us a favor. Keep watching them movies. The camera pans, the cocktail glass, behind the blinds of plastic. There's nothing can be more 91 than this. Yeah. (laughs) I <laughs> you know what